Production. Recorded live. Welcome to Evolution Revolution with Dulcinea. It is Thursday, September 4th, 2008. A soul's journey begins by going within and exploring the inner essences of truth, oneness, beingness, certainty, love, and so much more. Begin this inner exploration tonight, aligning yourself with your higher self and divine certainty. Evolution Revolution is focused on offering the listeners intuitive and balanced information that fosters transformation, both personally and globally, ultimately raising the consciousness on planet Earth. I am a metaphysician, clairvoyant and clairaudient intuitive, a writer, public speaker, PR and marketer, personal advisor to visionaries, leader, and spiritual teacher. Please explore more on my website at www. EvolutionRevolutionRadio.com. Thank you for joining the show this evening, wherever you may be listening. Tonight on Evolution Revolution, I am honored to have an appearance from Michael J. Tamura, who awakens souls. With compassion, humor, and wisdom, he heals thousands of people from around the world and helps guide them to their true destiny and life purpose. Michael believes that no matter the circumstance, everyone can find happiness and spiritual fulfillment if they just know how. Today, Michael is revered around the world as a master teacher, life coach, visionary, healer, clairvoyant, and pioneer of spiritual healing and psychic development. Michael is regularly asked to make media appearances in during radio and television audiences with his laughter, compassion, and insight. He has been featured on CNN, NBC's The Lisa Show, Bridging Heaven and Earth, The Aware Show, Hay House Radio, and as a guest expert in the film The Indigo Evolution. Michael was also included in ABC News, The Century America's Time with Peter Jennings. And currently he is staring in the documentary feature Who Are You? and writing two new books, Making Your Difference, The Difference You Make, A Guide to Growing Up Awake and Psychic, and Healing Your Heart, The Journey into the Heart of Healing. His award-winning book, You Are the Answer, is highly celebrated, and tonight we will be talking with Michael about the revolutionary tools, exercises, and concepts offered in this fantastic expression and focus on topics such as developing inner certainty and certainty within the divinity, in addition to experiencing a fantastic meditation with Michael. Welcome, Michael. Thank you for ha- coming back on Evolution Revolution in 2008. Yeah, it's great to be back, Dulcinea. It's wonderful to be on your show, and, and I, I hope this goes out to a lot of people. Uh, as you said in your introduction of what your purpose is in having this show is to to awaken people and to bring this awareness all throughout the world. And, and I think this is the, uh, one of the beginnings of that is, is the, the use of various media now that we have Internet and, and um, everything gets hooked up. <laughs> yes, it's so wonderful. We, it, it, the, uh, the connection really illustrates our oneness you know, yeah. through the Internet. And here we are in the... In the um, the classroom in the, in the technological realm, and we're just really creating the next revolution of the internet classroom. Exactly, and there's no boundaries around the world. You could be anywhere, and and I've been you know doing uh, some teleseminar classes, and and it's great to have people from all over the world just 
getting online and and the communication and the energy it's the the more a person becomes aware and starts to operate on a spirit to spirit level it really doesn't matter if you're sitting in front of the person physically or you're halfway across the world uh and you're in communication anyway Yes, that is such a gift, and we must let others know that you do teach teleseminar classes. They're wonderful, seeing with the Aya Spirit and several others. Yeah. And, and that is so exciting. I know that I've partaked in them, and I think they're phenomenal. Fantastic. And I know that, Thank you. <laughs> yes, and I know you have people included around the world. So in, those, in that teaching, seeing with the Aya Spirit, that really relates to a lot of the information that you presented in your book, You Are the Answer. Mm-hmm. And it brings up the topics of certainty, intuition, validation, and, and purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, you know, it's interesting because personally, I've always known that I wasn't my body. Even when I was a baby, this is a thing that a lot of people forget what was it like when they were a baby? <laughs> and uh-huh. because we, so much gets lost in, in the earlier years where pretty much every soul that comes in when they're a little baby, they're quite aware. Uh, it's not that every soul that comes in is already enlightened uh, to a level of mastery or anything like that, but, but they're aware that wait a minute, you know, here's this little body I'm trying to get into. <laughs> uh-huh. And if you notice all those babies, they, they're staring at their hands that, while they're wiggling it around and they look at, you know, everything and, wow, there's hands and it seems to be working. <laughs> and, and when a baby uh, looks at you, um, <clears throat> so many of the times they'll look above you. They'll look above your head and, and they're staring above your head and going, whoa, what they're doing is one of two things. One is either you as a soul is hanging out above your body, uh, a foot, two, three feet above your body, and the baby as a being is still aware enough to see you as a soul. And so they're not confused that you're the body. They're aware that you are the soul and, and you have this body. And at that time, you're probably not really in it that much. Or they're looking at some of your spirit friends that are hanging out around your head. And they're going, gee, who are these people (laughs) that's hanging around you? When I was a baby, I was not really in my body fully. I was a lot of times above my head. And I was wondering when people would talk to me, adults especially would be talking to me, they would be talking to the body. And I'm sitting above it going, Hey, everybody, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Why aren't you talking to me? <laughs> and, of course, when you don't have a vocabulary yet, all you can say is, wah, wah. <laughs> 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 and, and people don't get you in most cases. Well, now parents are becoming more and more aware parents, especially when they have children, and they're aware that, ah, the body is a little tiny body right now, and we have to feed it, and we have to clothe it, and take care of it, uh, and do a lot of things for it, because the body's not grown to be able to do things independently yet. Yet, at the same time, being aware that, ah, this is not a body. This is a being. This is a spiritual being that is incarnating in this little body, and we're going to help this being uh, 
grow into this body and, and while the body is growing and, and help with the education and nutrition and, and everything else. And then we start to find out more and more who this soul is that has incarnated in this body when, when that person starts to speak a language and, and that everybody can understand more and do things independently. The unfortunate part, however, is we've had, you know, for millennia, we've had the society that's very asleep. It's, it's, you know, certain individuals have been very awake, but society in, in general has been composed of people who are kind of not really that aware, and they've forgotten what it's like to be the spirit that they are. And, and what really happens? Um, well, even when I was five or six years old, Oftentimes, especially if I got yelled at or somehow I was overwhelmed or, or invalidated in some way, I find myself floating out of my body and I'm looking down uh, at my body. I can see my body below me and people are you know, uh, relating to one another mostly body to body, uh, emotion to emotion and things like that, intellect to intellect. But very few people, if any, that I remember from my childhood were really relating spirit to spirit, soul to soul. And, and so it's never been an issue with me in terms of, hey, I'm not, this, I'm, I'm not this body. This body is something I'm incarnating in, and I'm expressing myself through this body, but I'm not the body. So, so that wasn't much of a problem for me. And then uh, the next stage, when I would say, you know, most of your listeners, I'm sure, are in a similar place where at least they, they have an intuitive awareness that they're not the body, they're not the physical body. And of course, you know, if somebody puts a gun to your head, uh, <laughs> the body's going to go, whoa, uh, I don't want to die, and things like that. And that's just the normal bodily reaction. But if we don't become it, then we start to be able to operate more as the souls, the spiritual beings that we are. In this culture, um, uh, people are very much, uh, much more involved and identified with their minds. And, and so how you can tell is if you walk up to a person and you go, gee, uh, are you sick? Are you are you uh, not feeling well? You know, uh, do you need to go see a doctor or whatever? Nobody really takes that as a personal insult. You would think that the other person is uh, uh, taking care of you and, and concerned and things of that nature, because we're not really identified with the body as this is me. This is just my body. My body is sick, so to speak, and or injured. Whereas if somebody goes up and says. Uh, are you mentally sick? <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you, you know, uh, I think you're you're mentally, you know, uh, imbalanced or or something's wrong with you mentally. Then people take a personal affront uh, to that, saying, "What do you, you know, what are you calling me uh, mentally ill?" Uh, it, it, they bec- become very personal because they're so identified with their their mind. This my mind and. I'm the mind type of a thing. And so then there's a tremendous amount of fear if something starts to, you can't think right or whatever, and oh no, I, I'm losing it, and, and I'm going crazy, and those kinds of things, which 
actually happens to people who are not prepared and their psychic awareness all of a sudden starts to open up and they start seeing things that they never heard of and and they see all this energy and colors and brightness around people and and they see beings floating around <laughs> in the room and talking to you so many times uh during the period when I worked um for 3 years when I was in my late teens I was a nurse and I often worked in psychiatric wards and even back then I was aware that so many of the people who who were communicating with spirit were considered crazy. Uh, They were on medication and things to try to stop all of that from happening. But the funny thing is I walk into the room and I can talk to the same spirit that the person who's the patient in the hospital was talking to. Only difference, I wasn't trying to convince everybody that this was real. I, I knew it, but I didn't have to convince the doctors or convince the world that, you know, this person is walking around in this room. I knew the difference between a spirit that was out of the body and, and a spirit that's incarnated as a person in a, in a physical body. And so when we, what is it um, that makes us not validate our true self and not have certainty in who we really are? When, when we look across society, we see so many people who are lost and they don't even know they're lost because they're trying to be somebody. You know, I'm going to be this way and I'm going to make myself look like this and and I'm going to have this kind of a job or career and I'm going to be rich and famous and do all these things to try to become something uh, that they're not. And and it's it's almost like the... the uh, commercial the military commercial of you know we're going to make you into somebody <laughs> be somebody <laughs> become a man <laughs> become a man you know become a real something or other and that was always a question that i thought was strange even when i was a child you know adults would regularly ask me what are you going to be when you grow up and who are you going to be when you grow up and and i'm going well <laughs> am I going to be something different than what I am when I grow up? Because it's I wasn't looking at the outside. I was looking at myself. And and I knew I was just going to be more myself when I grew up. Uh, when my body grew up, I would be still the same being. And And yet people kept on asking as if you're supposed to become somebody. And and that in itself in a sense to us to spirit it's it's an invalidation because that does that mean i'm not good enough as i am is am i deficient and is there something missing in me that that everybody wants me to become somebody else than than who i really am and so this is all kinds of invalidation sets in early in in our lives where because we're constantly bombarded with unconsciousness, people being unaware of who they are, uh, the the spirit, the immortal, infinite, timeless being that they are, when they're not aware of it, they're not going to be aware of you being that either. And so we start to close down, we start to limit ourselves, we start to become less and less aware, and pretty soon we start identifying 
more and more either with this physical body of this is who I am. And and we even say things like if somebody uh, punches my face, I'll go, gee, you hit me. And it's, did they hit me? No, they hit my body. And when somebody says something about my mind, do I go, uh, oh, no, he's criticizing me. Uh, he thinks I'm crazy. No, this person is just making an observation of something that's happening in the mind. And, and the difficulty in spiritual awakening and, and the whole practice of spirituality in all kinds of cultures has been that in this body and mind, we're constantly dealing with a tremendous sensory overload of perceptions. Uh, the images, the thoughts, the feelings, emotions, sensations, uh, temperature, you name it, we're, we're just constantly dealing with, I don't know, trillions of bits of information coming in. And all that is perception. And perception is, is limited. Perception is limited because it's divided. Uh, awareness is whole. Awareness is. There's no beginning. There's no end. Awareness is limitless, timeless. It's, it never changes. Awareness just is. It's almost a synonym to, to spirit. Spirit is. God is. And we are. And so, so this is what the meaning of being a, a being, a spiritual being, or even a human being, the being part is, is pointing to the fact that we are. We are eternal. And, and um, this is where when we're eternal, we're infinite, which means we, we are, every, there's nowhere we aren't. And, and part of our uh, process of fulfilling our purpose in life is to start to become more and more aware of how much we are, how far we are, how, how, how powerful, how all-knowing. The only difference when, when we're talking about souls as if they're individual spiritual beings that incarnate in individual bodies is because as souls, a soul is basically the same as God but the only difference is the soul doesn't know that yet. <laughs> the soul is, is considering itself to be separate. It's considering itself to have unique experiences and is limiting itself to a certain level. And as the soul awakens, what that means is we're, we're starting to let go of the limitations we've imposed upon ourselves. We're starting to let go of all the times we wanted to separate, we wanted to separate, we wanted to separate. Well, what is that when we're wanting to separate is a very common everyday occurrence when we hurt ourselves physically, ouch, you know, and, and there's pain. We want to separate from that pain. We want to get away from it. Well, when I was a little child and, and I'm over my body looking down at the body from out of the body space, it just was because I'm that's where... I'm aware, and, and I'm aware of this body, and the body had some pain. Uh, it was, it was uh, uh, really embarrassed, or, or it stubbed its toe and, and was hurting. And as a spirit, I just go, okay, I'm out of here. And this is what we all naturally do as spiritual beings. 
we don't have to stick around in a body that has pain, so we tend to get out. But the process of awakening is to get to know, ah, who is this me, the real one? And, and it's not limited to the body. And then we start to find out that it's not limited to our perception. You know, these, there's feelings going on. There's uh, anger here or, or uh, enjoyment there. Uh, there's guilt here or grief. Whatever the emotions, whatever the sensations, these are all perceptions. Whatever we're seeing, the change of lights and colors and shapes and what we're hearing, that's all perceptions. And, and most people are bound in those perceptions and they, they think they are the perceiver. I'm the one seeing this. I'm the one hearing this. I'm the one doing this and, and, and experiencing this. And so they become the perceiver, which is the mind. The mind perceives. And, and perception is always divided because in order to perceive something, you have to, be, you have, to have the perceiver and you have the percep- what is perceived. And, and there's an interaction between that. But when you start to be aware that awareness is unlimited. It's, it's not divided. So awareness could be aware of perception and what's happening in the perception field, but perception can't perceive awareness because perception by its very nature is the mind as it wraps around things and makes things into individual things so that it can say, ah, here's this, here's that. Here's an apple. I smell the rose, uh, so forth and so on. So, so this perception, uh, by its very nature, divides and conquers, so to speak. And as long as we think everything, reality is just the sum total of all of our perceptions, then we are identified with the mind as we're the mind, and we become limited to what all the limitations that are in the perception field and in the mind. And this is why so many spiritual teachers talked about you have to go beyond the mind or you have to transcend the mind. But that's not the same as you have to, you have to um, uh, deny the mind or separate yourself from the mind because, again, the minute you separate yourself from something, you become part of the divided. Spirit is undivided. Awareness is undivided. So the way we start to validate ourselves as spirit is we have to start to let go of the divisions, let go of the limitations we impose upon that unlimited awareness, the unlimited power, the unlimited givingness that we are. And as we do so, then we start to experience one another as, wow, this person is a great soul. Uh, this person is a great soul. What does that mean? It's, it's someone intuitively recognizing that the soul has expanded its limitations, let go of enough limitations to be seemingly bigger. This soul encompasses more of what is, more of the totality. And that's the only difference between one soul and another is this soul has a lot fewer limitations and, and imposing upon itself. And this other soul is still very, very limited and very separate. And, and that's the whole awakening process. 
when we fully realize who we are, then we become aware that there are no real limits. There are no divisions in us. We aren't the mind. We have a mind just as we have a body. We incarnate into this mind-body complex, <laughs> if you will, and, and we don't have to be identified with it. We can just be and experience all that's going on. Many of the practices, such as in yoga practices and many spiritual, much more the deeper spiritual practices that's been invented throughout the world in different cultures, are directed at how do we turn down the sensory perception overload so that if we shut out the, what we're picking up on a sensory level, all of a sudden, what's left? What's left when you turn off all the senses? And that's quite an experience, if anyone's uh, experienced that. The, they start to get close. You know, in recent years, there's been the sensory deprivation tanks and closets and things like that. And it, it tries to imitate what it's like when you really turn off the senses by, by not letting... In those cases, you're not turning off the senses as much as you're preventing the senses from picking up too much of what's normally picked up when we're living in the world. And when you start to do more internal practices to slow down and turn down those senses, all of a sudden, without the bombardment of all the stuff going on, you become aware of yourself. You become aware of awareness itself, that you are this tremendous awareness. You are this light. You are this knowingness. And then you don't think in the way that most people think. You start to know. You start to have certainty in the uh, knowing that is intrinsic to your being. You start to know the answers. You start to know what to do that doesn't sometimes make sense for people who are thinking things out and trying to be logical and, well, you know, we should do this because of that, and here's the situation, all of a sudden, it's, it's so, sort of like, um, uh, you know, tremendous world-class athletes who, after they practice so much of doing certain things, when they're actually in the game or in the competition, they're not practicing. They're, they're just doing it. They just go out and say, okay, I've practiced for so many times. I'm just going to know this. I'm just going to have certainty in myself that I already know how to do this. I don't have to think about it. And when they reach that place where they can fully have that certainty in their, in their inner beingness that, that they know they don't have to be practicing, they don't have to be thinking, they just go and do it. And when they are able to do that, that's when you see incredible performances, you see incredible grace, uh, you see people doing things that, you go, wow, how can anybody do that? And yet they make it look simple because to them at that point, it's, it's easy. They're, they're not trying to do anything. And that's, that's when you start to have certainty in your inner being, whatever it is. Of course, some of us are not trained athletes and we don't practice hours and hours a day to do you know, jumps and twirls and all of those kinds of things. So that's not where our focus is necessarily. But, for example, using myself as an example, 
my practice has been in the spiritual end of things, uh, or what you can call psychic, because psychic means being aware of spirit, being aware of soul. Psychic is the same as soul. And so my interest has been in that area. So I've trained just as much as, say, an athlete, professional athlete, uh, in a uh, physical level, I'm trained in a psychic level. And so so then when I'm uh, ready to do something, I don't have to think about it. It's all there. I know it's there. And as I have my certainty in my in my inner beingness and certainty in divinity, essentially, is the same thing. Uh, certainty in divinity is being certain that this inner beingness is unlimited, is eternal. And so the more certainty I have in that divinity, then that's where all my intuitive knowing comes in. So there's a lot of talk these days about intuition and developing intuition. Well, very simple. There's only one thing you need to do to develop intuition, and that is having certainty in divinity. Uh, having certainty in the limitless, in the infinite, in the eternal. And then, the more certainty you have in that, then whenever you ask a question, whenever you want to know something, whenever you want to do something, the intuition is there. It's just there. It's not you're thinking about it. It's not you're trying to figure it out. In fact, that's one of the first traps that we have to let go of is the mind is always trying to figure things out. <laughs> and, and this is what I see, especially in this culture. In our culture, the mind is, you know, so, uh, it's almost like the temple is the mind. And, and people put a lot of, lot of uh, respect and, and uh, investment in the mind and developing the mind, which on one hand is a good thing, but they identify with it, that's where the limitation comes in. And so when the, you, you identify with the mind, you get trapped in that impulse to try to figure things out, wanting to figure things out, especially if you run into some kind of a problem or something you're afraid of or, or a difficult challenge uh, or uncomfortable situation, then, boom, most of us, the, the mind will kick on and it goes, okay, we got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. We got to figure this out. Now, how do I do this? And where do I go? And what da 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 da? All that mind stuff. And to get the real answer, you have to be able to step aside from that and go, oh, that's just all perceptions. That's all the mind going through its gyrations of trying to figure it out. And when you make that decision, it's a simple choice of, ah, I'm willing to let go of trying to figure all this out. I'm just going to really let go of that. I'm not going to become the mind trying to figure everything out. I'm just going to let it go. And when I let the mind be and just observe it and go, oh, the mind's trying to figure everything out, but uh, that's fine. It can go do that, but I'm not going to engage in that. The minute I decide that, all of a sudden I step out of that whole machinery of the mind grinding it out, and the next thing you'll find is this total quiet, this, this empty space, this brightness. This you'll find as awareness. 
And once you're in awareness, which is always there, it's just that you weren't aware that you were aware, once you become aware that you're awareness, all of a sudden the answers start to pop in. It's you, you didn't, there's no effort, you just know. And that's what the high level of intuition is, is you just know. Now, a lot of times people uh, invalidate their intuitiveness because uh, they want proof. They think that certainty means either you prove it or, or you're right. You know, if, you're, if you have certainty, you have to be right. And certainty has nothing to do with being right and has nothing to do with proving anything. Example is many times I've had, uh, I would be, say, driving someplace to a certain destination. And maybe I don't have a map or a good set of directions. And so I use my intuition. And I'm driving along, and intuitively I know I turn left over here. And I turn left. Well, later on, there are times where somebody will say, oh, you made the wrong turn. You were supposed to turn right instead of turning left. Well, interestingly enough, many times I kind of look at the whole picture of what happened, and so often, maybe all the time when that happened, oh, there's been times where I found out that, ah, had I turned right, which is the correct direction, according to the map and everything, uh, to get to where I was going, I would have run right into an accident or into uh, one time it was a a gun battle (laughs) that was going on right down the street from there. Had I turned correctly, according to uh, logic, uh, I would have been in the middle of a gun battle. And uh, Or sometimes I was able to avoid a a massive traffic jam, uh, not unknowingly, uh, just According to my intuition, I turn the other way. And other times, according to my intuition, I turn, quote, the wrong direction from where I was supposed to be going, but I ended up in tremendous uh, experiences, meeting people that I needed to meet, uh, having wonderful experiences because I made the, quote, wrong turn. That's how true intuition works. Yet, a lot of times people invalidate that intuition because they said they get hung up on i went the wrong way my intuition was wrong and that's not correct that's not how intuition works um and the the more aware you become the more intuition works in a way that starts to not fit most people's concepts of right and wrong and and so there's times where i'll say things where i'll jump up and do something which seems totally out of context, uh, doesn't seem to relate to anything, and everybody scratches their head like, what was that about? And then sometimes many days later or sometimes months later, I get uh, a feedback from somebody saying, well, that changed my life when you said that. At, uh, you were talking about something else, but all of a sudden you said this thing that everybody thought, gee, he, was, he went really off uh, track. And and sometimes I, I hear many months later or even years later that that particular thing that I said out of context for everybody else saved the person's life. Uh, there's been times where people came back to me and said, you, you literally saved my life because I was going to go commit suicide. But all of a sudden, you did this or you said that, and that changed my whole perspective at that moment, and I decided not to go kill myself. 
So that's intuition at work. And, and that is so powerful. Yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. But again, if we let our that lower kind of mind take over again, then it starts to second guess and say, oh, why did I do this stupid thing? And uh, that was so totally not, you know, where I was trying to get to. And, and we start to invalidate ourselves. So we don't need to validate our true self if we never invalidated. <laughs> <laughs> but because most of us have spent a lifetime invalidating, or many lifetimes invalidating our true selves, that that we have to use something, we have to incorporate some kind of way to to learn to validate our our true self. Are and you willing to lead us into a meditation that yes. will help us learn to quiet our mind and to validate our our intuition, our inner certainty? Yes, that would be great. Wonderful. Uh, shall I just go ahead? Go with that? for it. Okay. Lead us right into it. <laughs> so, <laughs> hello everybody again. If you would uh, just sit comfortably, and uh, uh, it, it's best if you could put your feet flat on the floor uh, and just sit comfortably. And the first thing I always like to start with is as you close your eyes and just relax, I'd like you to uh, experience the difference of, I'm going to try this little experiment. First, if you would take a really deep breath or two. And notice what happens as you do so. And then next, if you would consider giving yourself a couple of deep breaths. And notice what the difference was for you between when you approach breathing as taking a breath versus breathing as giving yourself a breath. I like to start with this because most everybody has such a dramatic experience of, oh, gee, either way I got air in my lungs, but when I gave myself a breath, it's so much quieter. I could even feel it over the airwaves, so to speak, where it's so much quieter, so much more relaxed, calm, peaceful, centering, versus when I take a breath. And if you'll use that as a reminder, everything you do from this point on, everything, especially in meditation, if you can approach it in a space of giving to yourself, giving to your inner being. Okay? When you take, you divide. When you give, you restore wholeness and you heal. Because that which is, is always giving. So the more you start to be coming from the giving space, then you become part of that wholeness. Now, the second thing, as you're sitting there with your eyes closed and giving yourself some breaths, I'd like you to become aware that you're aware of many different things. You're probably aware of different sensations and feelings and emotions, thoughts, whatever, energies. If you just let all that, whatever you're aware of, just let it be. And would you say hello to your awareness itself, that which is being aware? Would you just say hello to your awareness and ask your awareness 
to seek that which gives everything. So we're not going to put any labels on that. We're not going to call it this or that or God or anything like that. Just, just ask your awareness. Just say, awareness, would you just become aware more of that which gives everything? Awareness is very direct. Whatever you ask of awareness, it'll just go there. So notice what happens the minute you ask awareness to go toward that which gives everything. And just notice any changes, any changes in your energy, any changes in your space. This is the first thing I do in everything. If I'm about to, when I'm waking up in the morning, I remind myself, ah, I turn my awareness toward that which gives everything. Because if I'm about to do something, if I want something, if I'm trying to you know, get something going, whatever, what use is it going to be if I'm not turning toward that which gives everything? The minute I start to turn myself toward that which gives everything, then I can receive anything. But if I'm turned away from it, then no matter how much I ask for something, how am I going to receive? I'm looking away from it. So we're aligning the awareness, our awareness, our attention, toward that which gives everything. And notice just as you're doing so, just a few seconds of it and seeing what changes in your state of being. Now the next thing is bringing this more into the consciousness of your body-mind. And the first step of that is if you'll become aware of the tip of your tailbone and about two-thirds of an inch above the tip of your tailbone, there is an energy center. Some of us call it the first chakra. And this energy center is... You can see it as a disk of light about the size of a half a dollar piece. If you don't see it right away, just imagine a disk of energy there. And then also imagine what the center of the earth might look like to you. And then just imagine a huge, huge, like a sequoia, redwood, giant redwood tree trunk connecting those two points, connecting the first chakra at the base of your spine to the center of the earth. And just have this total huge tree trunk connecting the two energy centers. And just imagine that you're going to let go of any energies that aren't helping you, that aren't serving any good purpose for you, any energies you've picked up from others, any problematic energies that you're, you're tackling and trying to figure out and holding on to that way, just decide, oh, you don't have to figure it out at this point. It's much better if you could know the answer instead of trying to figure it out. Just let it go. 
let all the excess baggage, energetic baggage, even if you're not aware of what they are, just decide, okay, anything I'm holding on to that's not mine, that doesn't do me any good, I'm just going to let it go. And imagine like your psychic fists opening up and dropping everything. And let it just drop down this grounding. And it'll just ground off into the center of the earth. So that's grounding. And this will always, the more you practice this and the more solid, so to speak, the grounding becomes, there's no effort involved in this. It's just knowing it's there and knowing that you can let go and the energy starts to fall off of you. You'll be able to handle more and more situations and types of people and energies the more grounded you are. And this stabilizes the awareness that you're increasing in the body-mind. Next, if you'll center your awareness behind your eyes in the center of your head, just decide to be aware right behind your eyes in the center of your head, please. And validate that you are. Not a question of how you are today or who you are or whether you're good or not or or whatever. That's where we normally tend to go. But right now, I'd like you to just validate that you are. The fact that you are. Nothing more than that. Just validate that you are. That's validating spirit. Spirit is. You are. So just be aware behind your eyes in the center of your head and know that you are. And as you know that, as you give yourself the certainty that you are, notice what happens. Notice the changes that you notice in your energy, your awareness, whatever. And notice if what's happening you would consider to be a kind of healing for you. Are you feeling more relaxed, calmer, more at peace? Do you find you have more space to be? So these are all qualities of becoming more whole, more healed. This is the essential nature of all healing is becoming more whole, validating that you are and all that you are. Now, to validate aspects of yourself that you might not be so aware of. Let's just take, for example, people who are starting to become more and more sensitive. Part of the difficulty is their sensitivity is so strong on a feeling level, they just feel other people's emotions and feel the pain and feel people's suffering and feel things, and then they get kind of stuck of, gee, I can't go out, I can't be around those people because their energy is too much, I feel too much of it, and I don't know how to handle it. So let's just take for, for this example your feeling space. 
And notice that if there's any discomfort you're feeling in the body or around, it's because you're not giving yourself, the feeling part of you, enough space to be. And this tends to be a catch-22. The less comfortable we are and what, how we feel, uh, the more we start to try to push away and, and, and limit, limit the discomfort. But in actuality, you have to do the opposite. You have to go, ah, okay, I'm uncomfortable. I, I'm not feeling that great because I'm not giving my feeling self much space to be. So if you'll just decide you're going to let go of what you're aware of feeling that's not yours, what you might do is imagine a nice big rose out in front of your forehead and just decide to let go of any energies you're feeling that's not your energy. And as you decide to let go of it, just decide that it's going to flow into that rose that's in front of you. Any energies you're you're feeling that belongs to other people, any energies that's not yours, are just going to lift off of you and lift out of your feeling space, and it's going to go into that rose. And in the meantime, would you ask your feeling ability, that space from which you're feeling and that space in which you're feeling whatever you feel, Ask that feeling space to be aware of your own energy. Again, you just have to have the certainty that 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 feeling space knows your energy. And now the feeling ability that you have will be turned toward feeling your own energy instead of everybody else's. And notice what happens. And as your feeling awareness is turning toward feeling your own energy of you, the being, then would you give, just imagine your awareness of the feeling space is bigger and just imagine that you're going to give your feeling space all the space it needs. Your feeling part of you, all the space it needs to feel And notice the difference, what happens when you give your feeling space lots of room, lots of elbow room, more room than it needs even. Just give it lots of room, and then at the same time, you're, you're having the feeling space feel your own energy instead of all the energies flying around. Notice the difference in how you feel. It's just a quick little uh, practice, and... And so as you meditate, you might find, look in different aspects of yourself, especially those areas that you're strong in. Some of you are strong as a clairvoyant. You see. So give your seeing space a lot. Some of you are very sensitive on a hearing level. So sometimes your brain, your head gets all full of everybody's thoughts and everything, and you can't hear anything practically because it's so noisy in there. Well, give your hearing space a lot more room and and respect that ability and start to let go of tuning into and hearing everybody else's you know odd and, and odds and end thoughts and just start to tune into your own energy on a hearing level and see what a difference that makes
go ahead and explode that rose you had in front of you and maybe create a new rose and just decide to dump into that rose anything you're holding on to on any of those spaces. Just let it all go in there and then just go boom and explode it and let it all go. You don't need to hold on to all that. And then would you imagine a beautiful gold sun above your head? This gold sun, just imagine it being filled with living energy, just life energy. And just gently bring in that life energy. And again, in that space of giving to yourself, just decide to give to yourself, your body, everything. Give to your whole space this life energy. Let it come in from the top of your head and fill up your whole body from the inside all the way down to the tips of your toes and fingertips and let that gold energy expand all the way around in your aura and replenish every molecule of your space. Give yourselves another couple of deep breaths and stretch. Be aware behind your eyes in the center of your head. Open your eyes, stretch, and just gently bend on over. Drain off all the excess off of the top of your head and shoulders so you don't keep it there. And look around. If you like, you could even stand up and stretch. And smile to yourself. Say hello. And say hello to you as spirit. Just know yourself as spirit and say hello to the center of your head as spirit. Okay. That was amazing. Thank you, Michael. So You're very kindly. welcome. So for all of our audience, that was a glimpse of what you can experience with Michael in many of his teachings and classes and particularly in his Seeing with the Eye of Spirit teleseminars, of which there will be one next Tuesday, September 9th at 6 p.m., which will be reviewing questions, anything about clairvoyance. And you can find out more information about all of his upcoming classes and media appearances on his website at www.michaeltamora.com. Also, he'll have two one-day seminars coming up in L.A. The first one-day seminar will be on Saturday, September 20th at 10 a.m. It will go through 5 p.m. And it will be about discovering ambrosia. And the second one-day seminar on Sunday, September 21st, also at 10 a.m. through 5 p.m., will be on the important topic of forgiveness. There will also be many more events coming in October, November, December, and January. So be sure to explore his events tab on the website, www.michaeltamora.com. Also, be sure to explore Michael in the Evolution Revolution archives on episode 12, which you can find on iTunes or also on the website www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com where Michael and I thoroughly delve into his book, You Are the Answer. So Michael, share our thoughts with, um, share your thoughts with the audience about what that meditation practice has done for you over the years and led you to your Current, your current experience as a teacher and healer? Well, uh, briefly, I practice this all the time, and it became so much a part of my general everyday awareness that it just keeps on increasing. And, and every time what I make it as even just 
when I'm walking around doing taking care of business, whatever daily things that I go do, every time I notice any kind of resistance, that's me holding on to something, holding on to energy. And the minute I start to notice resistance, then I start to uh, uh, become more aware of that grounding and, and consciously letting go of that resistance and turning into that which gives everything. And it's it's an amazing thing. Everything becomes effortless. And even, especially when things are challenging in the world, and then I start to, the more uh, hectic the day is, the more, the busier everything is, the more I start to practice uh, spending more time in this meditation, then the rest of the day goes much more easily. A lot of times people go, oh, gee, you know, I don't have time to meditate because I'm so busy. I do the opposite. The busier I get, the more I meditate. <laughs> I can relate. I can yeah. relate. <laughs> and everything starts to fall right into place. Yes, the importance of intuition and knowing an effortless experience. <laughs> exactly. Wonderful. Well, developing inner certainty is an opportunity for each individual to align with their divine inner essence. Inner certainty is a wonderful gift to the self, the epitome of self-love practices, and a balanced spiritual development. To know what one desires to be certain carries an attractive energetic force that allows the universal laws to align and flow through a person, fostering their being as a divine channel of their higher self. This flow supports the manifestation of their divine inheritance of love and earthly abundance in all ways. Become silent and be certain your inner spirit is ready to become your divine compass to lead you to your grandest desires based upon your higher self visions. Next week on September 11th, Carol Obley will offer her deeply powerful book that gently reminds us that true love is eternal love. The barrier of physicality is an illusion in her compelling and true story that richly fill the pages in her latest book release, I'm Still With You, True, Commun- True Stories of Healing Grief Through Spirit Communication. On September 18th, Jocelyn Chaplin will be offering from the UK her highly integrated and deeply enlightened perspective in her book release, Deep Equality, Living in the Flow of Natural Rhythms. On September 25th, Sarah McLean will appear with her meditative expertise as the director of Sedona Meditation Training Company, who inspires seekers to take time out for time in through meditation. She has vast experience, including her work with Deepak Chopra and Gary Zukov. She will take us through an inspirational meditation live. Please be sure to join us. On October 2nd, Robert Bruce will offer his thorough look into the astral realms in his rich book release, Astral Dynamics. On October 9th, Dr. Susan Carroll with her enlightened book, Visions from Venus, A Multidimensional Love Story. Susan offers a look into the higher dimensions and how they appear on Earth in times of great transition and transformation through a real-life story. On October 16th, Robert Schwartz will be appearing with his wise and insightful perspective on pre-birth planning, or spirits look at the events and people that one will experience during their human existence through revealing true stories and a strong emphasis on his personal experience. In his book release, Courageous Souls, Do We Plan Our Life Challenges Before Birth? On October 30th, Barbara Hanclow will offer a look into the higher realms with her multidimensional expertise in revolutionary concepts 
from her book release, Alchemy of Nine Dimensions, Decoding the Vertical Axes, Crop Circles, and the Mayan Calendar. And also we'll include her teachings on her book, The Mayan Code. On November 6th, Chrissy Blaze will appear to discuss her latest astrological book release, Baby Star Signs, who portrays the new children of today as old souls who have come here during the crossroads to shift humanity to enlightenment during its evolutionary development. On November 13th, Barbara Marks Hubbard, a leading pioneer of conscious evolution, will be appearing with her expansive consciousness and meaningful book release, Conscious Evolution, Awakening the Power of Our Social Potential. On December 4th, please join me with Albert Clayton Golden and his authentic perspective in his re-release by Simon & Schuster, You're Not Who You Think You Are, A Breakthrough Guide to Discovering the Authentic You. Albert will bring a new lens to authenticity and expand your horizons. On December 11th, Chrissy Blaze will be reappearing with her latest astrological book release, Superstar Signs, Sun Signs of Celebrity, Heroes, and You. Join us as we delve into the astrological realms and discover our true nature. On December 18th, Jerry Wenstrom will appear with his passionate warrior story of transformation during his personal spiritual journey in his book, The Inspired Heart, An Artist's Journey of Transformation. On January 1st, 2009, Richard Lawrence will appear on Evolution Revolution for a two-hour New Year special. During the first hour, Richard will guide you to unlock your psychic powers with his latest book release. And be sure to join us during the second hour when Richard will unveil the mysterious truth about UFOs and why they make their visits to planet Earth. Richard and I truly look forward to you joining us for a most special New Year's 2009 broadcast of Evolution Revolution. Also on January 29th, Egan Sands will appear with his fascinating new book release, The Magic Box, which is an inspiring story about the mysterious process of how our deepest desires come into being via the law of attraction and includes a how-to guide to manifesting your heart's desires. You can purchase all of our authors' books featured on Evolution Revolution at www.amazon.com or link up to their individual websites through the Evolution Revolution homepage at www.evolutionrevolutionradio.com. All archives are available via iTunes and also on the website, 24 hours a day to listen to at no charge and include amazing talent such as Michelle Tiffany Prosser, Debbie Jordan, Alan Arcieri, Chrissy and Gary Blaze, Michael Skoransi, Gary Zukov, Dr. Daniel Condren, Dr. Laurel Clark, Neil Donald Walsh, Anna Maria Hemingway, Charles Virtue, and many, many more. Please share Evolution Revolution with others who may desire to join us in the future for an enlightening experience. I am a metaphysical teacher, healer, and spiritual counselor who offers clairvoyant readings via phone, allowing me to connect with people anywhere. Please explore my website under the Clairvoyant Reading tab at www.dulcineasdivinevision.com and explore the testimonials from clients and my contact information. A divine and spiritually enlightening experience awaits you. Also, on my new blog at www.evolutionrevolutionwithdulcinea.com, check out the weekly postings and guest announcements for Evolution Revolution. Co-create with Evolution Revolution. We are seeking partners to help Evolution Revolution evolve and expand to even more people across the globe. If you are interested in partnering and supporting the rapid development of Evolution Revolution, please explore the Radio Sponsors tab. I look forward to hearing from you about the infinite possibilities to co-create in the highest light and with the grandest intentions. Thank you for joining Evolution Revolution this evening with my honored guest, Michael Tamora. Thank you so much, Michael.
Thank you so much to, for having me on your show. You got quite a lineup for the rest of your year. <laughs> I know, isn't it? It's so exciting. And we look forward to having you back with us again, everybody. Please check out Michael on the web at www.michaeltamora.com. Much gratitude to you for listening and supporting the revolutionary independent production of Evolution Revolution Radio. I wish you all abundant peace, joy, miracles, and love today and always. Abundant angel blessings. Good night.